look, Derek Shelton's made some bad moves. He has. Every manager has. And when Shelton's had those over the 70 games he's now managed with the Pirates, I've called him out on them. Not this one, though. Not this one. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this one. The Pirates lost to the Padres last night at PNC Park. 6-2. to two. Trevor Cahill pitched curiously well with eight strikeouts. Not really like him. But the Pirates could never find any kind of balance against you, Darvish. And the Padres ended up scoring most of their runs, five of them, against Rule 5 pick Luis Oviedo in the sixth inning. And even if you didn't watch the game or check the box score, if you just heard the way that I described that, you might have an eyebrow raised. Because what would the Rule 5 pick be doing in the game when the score was 1-1 in the sixth inning. Oviedo is talented. He's big, strong, throws really hard, has wipeout off-speed stuff. And for a 21-year-old who's never spent a day of his life above Class A ball until this year, he's got poise to spare. He oozes it. I'd almost rather not see him in a bullpen role once he eventually clears Rule 5 qualifications and can be sent back to the minors. In the interim, he's here in Pittsburgh, and he has impressed. He impressed in spring training. He impressed in his first couple of appearances this season one of which was in a similarly tight situation. And you know what? Unpopular opinion forthcoming. He impressed me last night. I know this sounds ridiculous, okay? So I'm, I'm prefacing it with that. But Oviedo comes into the game, has a little bit of bad luck, does get stung by Will Myers, for a two-run homer, and just kept pitching. There was no difference in this kid. There was no rattled look. There was no uh, pacing behind the mound. There was no extra sweat pouring down from the bill of his cap. He just kept pitching and, for the most part, made good pitches. Put them where he wanted to, where Jacob Stallings wanted him to. To me, that's a big step forward. Now, do you want it to happen in the sixth inning of a tie game when your starter did as well as Cahill did against an opponent that you know is going to be tough to beat? The Padres are one of the best teams in all of baseball. Uh, I mean, here, here's what Derek Shelton had to say for himself on this count. 
Well, he's throwing the ball well. I mean, you know, obviously tonight his, his breaking balls weren't as sharp. We were uh, going to use him for two innings. The pitcher made the last out. And, uh, you know, he uh, we felt like he was the guy in that situation. And, you know, he threw a fastball down to a good fastball hitter and Will Myers, and he, and he hit it out. And, you know, just his breaking stuff wasn't as sharp tonight. Well, he wasn't sharp at all, you know, uh, with the, the fastball was down in the middle of the plate and then the breaking ball wasn't as sharp as, as it had been uh, previously. It's not a perfect scenario. It, it's not. You won a couple of games over the weekend against the Cubs. Your team's feeling pretty good about itself. Your starter, to repeat myself, gave you a little bit more than you might have thought he would. And you were doing well enough against Darvish that, you know, eventually you could have gotten to the San Diego bullpen and, and hoped for a break. And you could take Oviedo and treat him like we've seen Rule 5 picks get treated in the past where they are only used when the score is like 9-1 to one or something. But then you're never going to learn about him. You're never going to learn about him. Don't forget, the Pirates could still, right now, send Oviedo back if they deemed that there was some fatal flaw with the kid, that he had something wrong with him. You are investing not just a spot on your active roster. You're investing a spot on your 40 for this kid, and you're investing a portion of your future, of your resources, your planning into this kid. You want to make sure that you know he's right. This cannot be simulated in Bradenton or in the ninth inning of some epic blowout in one direction or the other. It can't be. I don't want to see scenes like last night on a regular basis either. I do appreciate the value of a win, even in a year like this. I do appreciate that it picks people up collectively and individually in that clubhouse to walk off that field after doing those high fives out by the pitching mound. It makes all of them feel better about what they're doing, the progress that they're making, the progress that the organization is making. You don't want it to be a habit thing, but I do get it here. I really do for two reasons. One, Oviedo's really good. I'm just going to say it again. He has not looked overmatched, and he did not look overmatched in this inning or the inning after that. And if you want to know how strongly Shelton felt about that, all you need to know is that after that first inning, he sent Oviedo right back out for more, not to punish him, not to torture him. I'm sure it wasn't even to test him. It was to let him know, kid, look, we saw you. We saw you. Your stuff was good. Those guys went down and got it. They're pretty good, too. He's never faced hitters like this in his life or anything close to it. One more time. Never one day above Class A ball. But he grew up. And if you read his body language right, ideally, and I hope I did, He's going to be that much stronger for it, and he 
in and of himself, Luis Oviedo, and his selection as a Rule 5 guy out of the Mets system is going to be a big W for the Pirates. A lot bigger than the W would have been last night against the Padres. It's a weird, uncomfortable way of watching sports and thinking about this kind of stuff. Believe me, I am 1,000% empathetic to anyone who watched that and said, why did I just, what, what, what is this? Are they not taking this seriously? Well, I don't want to, I'm not watching tomorrow night. If they're not even going to try to win, what am I doing here? What are they doing, tanking? They want to finish with the number one overall pick again next year? What is this? In a setting like that game, like that sixth inning, I totally get that. If somebody wants to tune out for the rest of this year and whenever, however long, I totally get that. It's not the norm. But Luis Oviedo is going to be a part of the Pirates pitching staff at some point in the future. And when you watch him handle the situation that he did last night, even though the outcomes were negative. My belief is that he'll be part of that pitching staff a lot sooner than might have been originally expected. When we come back, just one question. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back, it's time for just one question that's brought to you on this program, always by the North Shore Tavern. It's directly across the street from PNC Park on the Willie Stargell statue side. It's adjacent to and related to Mike's Beer Bar, if you've been into Mike's. North Shore Tavern is the home of Steak on a Stone. They serve it to you, but then you finish the job yourself on an 800-degree stone. It's an experience. As much as it is uh, exquisite dining, if you're into steak, as some of us are. It's also, North Shore Tavern is, the only pirate sports bar on the planet. And not just once in a while, not just seasonally, not for show. This is 100% pirates year-round. You'd have to see all the memorabilia and everything else that they've got there to believe it. Today's... J1Q comes from Bob Elliott, who asks, can Kebrian Hayes play shortstop? Is that a terrible idea? Well, I don't know if it's a terrible idea, Bob, and I'm positive that Kebrian Hayes could do it if you put him there and you committed him to it. But to what end? Uh, let's go with that. Because on one hand, Kebrian is 
by every account, uh, including our own eyes and what we've witnessed of the kid ourselves, extraordinary at the hot corner. Uh, he could do anything over there. Uh, I was kind of reminded of that last night, ironically, by watching Manny Machado make a couple of great plays for the Padres over there. And Machado, of course, came up with the Orioles as a shortstop, and everybody thought this is going to be the you know big next superstar shortstop. And same thing when he went to San Diego. San Diego comes up with Fernando Tatis Jr. And, well, let's see what we can do with uh, Machado at third. <laughs> it's just kind of how it goes. The Pirates obviously don't have a Tatis at short, but they do have within their own context a glut of guys at short. And the last thing you'd want to do is to add to that. Hayes, the simple answer here, is a third baseman. He's been a third baseman. Uh, his dad was a third baseman, if you really want to take it back. Uh, he's a natural over there. And if you're looking to profile him, and you don't suggest as much, but I wonder if that wouldn't be part of your question, uh, because third base is where we've traditionally thought of uh, as, you know, Big, super strong guys, home run hitters. Yeah, you do want corner power, both in the outfield and in the infield. You want your right fielder, left fielder, third baseman, first baseman to be able to hit with some bop. But those lines are getting blurred more and more in baseball. Remember when your second baseman and your shortstop were never expected to hit home runs. Remember that? And then... Uh, Joe Morgan did that for Cincinnati. Uh, Jeff Kent did it later on for San Francisco. Guys came along um, who could hit for power at second base. And then even at shortstop, you started seeing the Troy Tulowitzki types come along and redefine that position where it was a bunch of bigger bodies, athletic guys, but with some power, and they could play short. A lot of those lines aren't what they were. A lot of those profiles have changed. And Hayes is a third baseman. Uh, is your idea terrible? I, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I think when you're at this stage of building a franchise, really, that the Pirates are in, you should be open and receptive to all ideas. I don't think there would be any that are terrible. But I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be moving Hayes around anywhere. Um, don't don't mess with the stuff that you have that you know is going to work. And then this will. This kid's going to be something around here for a very long time. Appreciate the question, Bob. Appreciate everybody listening today. We'll have another Daily Shot of Pirates tomorrow. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. 
Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.